0: good. I'm going to try it again. Die, die, die,
1: die, 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 die. This is Bluegrass Homefront. We're just kidding. <laughs>
0: From Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky, it's Bluegrass Homefront, Episode 7 for the week of October 11th, 2020. My name is Tiny Brian, with me as always is Victor.
2: Good afternoon, Brian.
0: Good afternoon, Victor. And for those of you who record, who downloaded this in the morning, good morning. Good morning. Good whatever time of day it happens to be. It is, uh, looks like it's going to, It's uh, the week is certainly starting out wet. I think it it's is. Gonna, I think it's going to dry out by the end of the week. But well, we've every, got,
2: every time one of those hurricanes slams up against the coast, we get a rain. To cut the next couple eventually of days. Eventually,
0: they find their way to. They they they're on the coast and they're like, you know, this is nice, but we should find some place a little quieter, a little a, where things run a little slower. Let's let's go to Kentucky.
2: Well, don't just come to Kentucky. No, it they, rains in Tennessee. Yeah, and, I guess
0: they actually do like a whole tour.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, been another busy week in... Uh, In Lexington and in Kentucky and and really everywhere. Sure. Um, The meme that I've been enjoying recently that's been going around is that I've survived through the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the aughts, the teens. Early 2020, mid 2020, October 1st, 2020, October 2nd, 2020. Just at how long these days have seemed to turn into and how much it seems to be going on. Uh, Here in Kentucky... Uh, we we are sal- we are still celebrating Kentucky's handily victor ha- being handily victorious.
2: Yes, sir. They won the game yesterday, twenty four to two. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we found out during the game, Michael Leach used to be an assistant here underneath Mumby, right? Right. And uh, that was the first time in his illustrious career that he has ever been held without a score. Wow! Because they didn't actually score. We scored one for them. Those two points we scored those. Oh. Really. Yeah, I guess you didn't really watch the game, but yeah, they had a—I I don't know what he was trying to do—but they were punting the ball, mm-hmm. and uh, the s- snapper like threw a mile. Like, I mean, it went way over dude's head, and he had to run it down, and it was right on the end line. And instead of getting it down or whatever, he just kind of tit- kicked it right out of bounds, and it counted as a safety. And that's how they got their two points.
0: Safeties are a thing that always confuses I, me yeah, in I football. Don't really I quite, don't understand how mm-hmm. they work. It's 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 well, the same I, thing it's, as it's
2: the, when the guy when the ball goes. On the wrong end zone. Ah, I think it's well, something. In the, it's in the wrong end zone. It's, it's like.
0: one of those we want that, and then I also like who's in the bonus in basketball. I have no idea how they. Fig- I think there's like a council of wizards somewhere determining who's in the bonus in any given game.
2: I'm sure there's a scheme to it, but it does seem random. Uh, but you know, I- it's only a. a- high school and college thing that doesn't exist in the pros
0: oh well maybe that's what it is there's not a
2: that's where they uh
0: so what do they do for whatever that they, they actually jump the ball the balls. yeah, yeah. That's,
2: that's why you see them underneath the goal sometimes doing the tip that's their
0: i think that's a better way uh, i think and so it too. certainly doesn't involve you know arcane can- maybe not
2: in the high school and grade school maybe not but in college definitely yeah have them jump
0: the ball oh yeah yeah so but if you happen to know how the bonus system works in basketball Contact us at feedback at bluegrasshomefront because I just want to know. Well, I mean, you could look it up. I, I've tried. Oh, really? I, maybe I've not tried very hard, but well, I have. I, I've
2: I've Googled it. I'm sure you can find some kind of like official rule book.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I want to do: is <laughs> curl up by the fire with the NCAA basketball handbook and figure out all this stuff.
2: We could call in. You call in one day and ask Matt Jones? I,
0: th- you know, I thought about that once. Yeah. Maybe I did ask him once. Maybe I asked him like an event, you know, we because we see him so much.
2: Well, not anymore. We don't. No, we used to. No, yeah. So we we saw Ryan. So, mm-hmm. but that was because he came and saw us weirdly. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: weird. We're we're hosting live events where they come to us. it's, yeah, it's odd. It's odd. But that's our new thing we're doing apparently. So uh, here in Kentucky, we uh, we do want to take a moment uh, here, right at the top. And uh, before we get into any th- any of the other shenanigans we're going to get into today, um, if you listen to Kentucky Sports Radio or really any of the talk radio programs here and in Kentucky, especially into the sports shows, yeah, the sports yep. shows especially. You know who John Short is? Uh, he is uh, he calls into these shows, and he's kind of a local celebrity. Local celebrity, kind of known for it. Um, and he is he's an older gentleman. He's probably in his. Late fifties, early sixties, maybe. Uh,
2: he's probably seventy. Really? Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, he, he's an older gentleman, and he would also show up with us at the KSR events. He would sure. come, We would remotes. see him those, and we would see him when we went. Well, his mother, who we've all heard about, uh, she apparently passed away uh, late yesterday. last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yesterday. I it was from yesterday, when? Yeah. Well, it is from when we're recording. Oh yeah, yeah sure. But nobody gets to hear this till Tuesday. That you're
2: correct. I always forget about that.
0: So. We live in a timeless void here in the Nuthouse Studios. So anyway,
2: she passed away, and a very cool thing happened on the uh, football game yesterday. Yeah, uh, on a national broad- broadcast, uh, Tom Hart, which is the uh, color commentator for the SEC Network, he he said it right on there and and mentioned Kentucky Super Span. They call you know they because we do have super fans and Tom right. Short. definitely is a Kentucky superfan, super yeah, He fan, definitely yes. a super fan. He can he the man is an encyclopedia for Kentucky facts. Mm-hmm. And stats. Oh, it's it's for every sport. For, well, yeah, but especially for Kentucky.
0: Well no, but every sport. Oh yeah, in. every sport. He can tell you about the rifle team. He can tell you about all of them.
2: The rifle team won yesterday. So that was another interesting thing I heard about. So the they had the rifle competition, right? Right. But they did it all virtually. They just shot. Shot at your, the, your own house. Yeah.
0: just Just set up a camera. Yeah. That's that's a sport you could do that with. Yeah.
2: Voila. And uh, Kentucky is the uh, number one team in the nation. Well, we and we they, have been for years. And they won. Yeah. Yeah. The Did I ever rifle. tell
0: you about the time that they the, almost got shot by the rifle team? <laughs> no. So it was the first of this when I was at UK a couple of years ago. I was looking. I had a yo. I had a tai chi class. I was trying to take. And it was in this weird building that I'd never been in before. And I'm wandering around looking for this one building number. And you know how these old buildings right. that have been remodeled eight yeah. times. They're basically labyrinths. There's a minotaur yeah. in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm wandering about and I come to this door and it's like one digit off. And I realize it's like a a passageway kind of thing. It's right. not a well, room.
2: Maybe there's another door. So there, I was like, yeah.
0: I'm going to go in here and look around. And I walk in. And what I ended up doing without realizing it is I had walked into the UK rifle team there, you know, how all the teams have an area on campus. Well, right. this was the rifle team's area, and I had wandered into like a storage room. That they didn't like nobody on the rifle team even really realized that there was a door that operated out of there. Right. Somehow I had just kind of magic my way into the rifle into their storage unit and just kind of wandered out into the middle of a team meeting. Yeah. And like a bunch of and I'm fortunately nobody had their guns; they were all just eating. But right. uh, yeah. Well, I, that's it, not
2: almost getting shot though. There. Brian. No.
0: No. Okay. So yeah, it's a little different. they have been even. But look, if I'd have said I wandered into their team area by accident on the top, it wouldn't have been nearly as funny.
2: No, but it would have been pretty crazy, though. Somebody just like
0: yeah, just a fat man materialized out of nowhere in a place where you were sure that no one like they uh, one of them got up and went and looked in the it walked behind me and went into the room I'd came out of to like look for the door I had came out of like. Like, it was like no one came in and out of there, so they had kind of, you don't right. really think about, oh, there's a door in there.
2: Yeah, and you just appeared.
0: Yeah, and I'm just ran. Look, it's a random fat guy in a hat. Where'd he come from? <laughs> oh, so, and we, so our hearts do go out to John Short's mother. Yep. And, and his family. Uh, and, and we, we do hope to see John Short soon. At a, at a remote soon. At a remote for soon, sure. whenever we can, whenever we can do that again. Yeah. Uh, so, and, uh, Thank you, John Short, for you know being a great Kentucky. He's a he's an interesting Kentucky person. He's, to he's be a great sure. American. He really is. All right. So uh, later on today, we're going to be talking to Jeff Ritchie, whose name does not start with a G. It actually, does starts not. with a J. And
2: it is J R E.
0: Yeah, with the J R E. They just this weekend uh, were at the Clear Creek had the Clear Creek congregation yeah. down down in Berea. Then. Uh, After that, we will go and we brought we welcomed Marcus Wilkerson. Sure did. uh, Which is you will remember he had the the song about the spider earlier in the season. He did. And uh, we talked to Marcus about growing up in Louisville and growing up Catholic and just all kind just his experiences all over the place. So looking forward to that. But before that, music. Yep. What do we got in this set?
2: A little bit of country sound with Josh Bogard.
3: Little insane, that little girl get a hold of your brain. She's like a hook and line in a song. Can't get her out of your head all day long. Oh, she'll get a hold of you. Oh, there ain't a thing to do but hold on tight. Don't. But it feels so right She's gonna love you But just for tonight She'll rock your world There ain't no doubt She'll grab your heart And rip it out Boy, you know better But you can't deny it That look she gives you when you look in her eyes i Tonight
5: Feeling good, yo, I don't know what that means. Ever since she went away, life is just a bad dream. Sad's what I seen from the pit of my stomach. Getting mad at the pain, then my heart starts to plummet. Way down the deepest part of my soul. Whiskey's the cheapest when shit faced is your goal. Life's like a joke that dangles some hope right in front of your face, then it yanks on a rope. Laughs and calls you wax, it pulls that shit back. Reaches for its peace, then you hear the click clack. Now you're dead inside The slugs in your heart, now there's lead inside Your head ain't right, so you self-medicate Tell your friends to fuck off when they try to relate Cause they don't know the shit that you deal with on the reg The constant heartache or the war in your head the battle that's constant makes you babble This nonsense jabber elaborate content To rattle their conscience Problems and stress have fuel to the fire Flames keep getting higher Like they threw in some tires Everyone's a liar claiming we don't give a fuck They the first to get offended When my middle finger's up Yeah we sit and we sup I break bread with snakes Get drunk, take control to the hem with fakes They my only companions Except for a handful Hard-handed as fuck like a goddamn animal it's too much to handle, this life might kill me Truth be told, my self is the real me Fish in the
4: sea, you know how I feel River running free
2: Welcome back to Bluegrass Homefront. This is Victor with Tiny Brian. Hey. <clears throat> Excuse me there, Tiny Brian. So in that first set of music, we heard Josh Bogard with Just For Tonight, followed by Living Sound Delusions with Digital Waterfall, and Lucky Disaster with Myself Fears the Real Me.
0: You know, Myself Fears the Real Me, too, i gotta, I got to admit.
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm always the real, real me with Myself.
0: I don't know. I tend to get scared of myself sometimes, but you know.
2: Well, until the other voices start talking. Yeah. And I'm not sure that's myself. That's <laughs> others.
0: Where did all you all come from? <laughs> all right. Oh, but anyway, great music. Yep. And uh, we all, some of that great music that we've heard already is uh, by a gentleman by the name of Jeff Ritchie, who is the front man for the JRE and several other bands.
2: Well, we didn't hear him today. No, we didn't
0: hear him today. We've heard him in previous episodes, but, though, and we will hear him in a minute. Uh, he was lucky. We were lucky enough to have him and he brought another bandmate from the JRE, Robert Rohrer. Mm -hmm. They came here to, they came here to Nuthouse Studios recently and we sat down for an extended conversation. Mm -hmm. We have the first part of here today. We may have some other parts of that later on. Uh, Jeff is actually a professor of Asian studies at Berea college. Okay. And, uh, Robert, I don't know that I got exactly what Robert. Did. I know he's in a choir. He does a lot of music stuff. He does a lot of music stuff. So Ro- they're, they're both pretty great guys. We yep. we spent a long time just sort of shooting the breeze. We got a pretty good conversation, and they were not kind enough to uh, give us a little in studio music, which yep. you'll hear at the end. So let's go on into Robert Rohr and Jeff Ritchie here on Bluegrass Homefront. Enjoy. All right, so uh, we are pleased to be joined now with by uh, Jeff Ritchie of the Electric Berea. That's that's and the J R. E. not the G R. E. You got it. So, and we well, were I, hoping you would change your name to Jeff with a G, but you don't seem interested.
2: And I was right. It is the Jeff Ritchie experience.
0: Well sure. Well that's
6: how it, that's what we were originally called and and uh, it's slightly embarrassing. And uh <laughs> as fast as possible it got acronymized to J R. E. And uh <laughs> now I guess we're stuck with it. So
0: when I was looking for you, I kept noticing that the Joe Rogan experience would yes. cover up all your yeah. looks. I'm like, that's I a... have to keep like J-R-E Kentucky, J-R-E <laughs> Kentucky music. We're
7: kind, of, we're kind of down the list on, uh, on, on yeah. YouTube. There's a whole lot of
0: Joe Rogan. It well, surely is. Yeah, I did finally find you guys, but well, that's it took good me a to minute.
6: Well, again, it was not by design. We, Well, at least I never intended to name the band with my name in it, and I didn't intend for the band to have some acronym that had my initials in it. But here we are. Seven years ago this month, the band got started, and in the first two years, we had a a different um, lead guitarist, and he proposed it early on in rehearsals as a name. He said, oh, the Jeff Ritchie Experience, because it's it's a band that's organized around stuff that I write, so I guess he thought that that made sense, and I think he enjoyed making fun of me a little bit. Um, (laughs) And I liked the idea that I could laugh at myself, so I went along with it, but in my heart of hearts, not actually all that crazy about the name. Um, and then after a while people, it's a cumbersome name, right? The Jeff mm-hmm. experience. So yeah. people would just say JRE or the JRE. And I thought, okay, I, I can work with that. I can merchandise that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's sort of where it's been for probably the last five years.
0: And Jeff, years. you did bring a member of your band here with us today. Why don't you introduce him to our audience?
6: Sure. This is Robert Rohrer, uh, my, uh, Long-time musical partner, and uh, in, in this band he's been playing rhythm guitar for uh, for seven years now, and also and singing, since since the beginning. singing harmony vocal as well, and occasionally taking a lead vocal.
0: Excellent. Howdy, folks. So, uh, what kind of music do y'all play? Won't you give us a give us an idea of what you play?
6: Uh, you want us to talk about it or play it?
0: Well, you can do first one, then the other. As far as I'm concerned, what would you say, Robert?
3: Um,
7: probably I have to talk about it because one song is not going to cover. Well, True,
6: what we do. <laughs> uh, we often describe our sound as electric and eclectic, um, mm. although today we're essentially an acoustic uh, um, duo. We typically were a five-piece uh, plugged-in amplified band, and so that co- uh, covers the electric side of things. But eclectic, um, what does that mean? I guess it means no one thing, right? Mm-hmm. A selection of things. That,
2: that's Brian's favorite $20 word, so oh, he's a, weepy on that one. I, I do really like eclectic.
6: It's a good yeah. word, um, and I think it's partly to do with the fact that I don't write all in one style, and I think it's also to do with the fact that none of the five members of the band come from the same exact musical backgrounds. So I would describe our drummers coming from a pretty much a rock and roll background with some bluesy edges. Um, I actually came up playing jazz uh, okay. and, and mostly uh, in my hometown, Savannah, Georgia. Um, and then indie rock and things like that in the 80s when I was a teenager. And um, our uh, mandolinist came straight from bluegrass. but
0: As most mandolinists often right. do.
6: But before that, he was a metalhead. Yeah.
2: Oh, he's a metalhead. Okay. <laughs> so,
0: uh, I want a metal that,
6: mandolinist. Well, that's kind of what we have. Yeah. I want to know,
0: does he have an electric mandolin? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that, that's I've pretty awesome. I've got massive. to see this. With
6: Wah and all the rest of it. Anyway, um, and then his father... Um, Is a banjo player and a dobro steel guitar player, and he definitely comes out of bluegrass. Mm. Uh, There's no metalhead in his background at all, right? Unless he got hurt in the war or something, but I think he's he's okay. And Robert, how would you describe your background? Oh
7: my gosh, Um, you know, I grew up listening to a lot of Statler Brothers. Uh, My mother was also a music teacher, so you know, anything that had a lot of vocal harmonies was was a was a thing that I you know listened to. Of course, Johnny Cash and. For some reason, Burl Ives sticks out of my
2: head. Burl Ives.
7: As, as, as recordings, I would listen yeah, to yeah. as a child. Yeah. Um, but of course, you know, I got somewhat into choral music, and then of course going on majoring in music at Brea College. I you know, I was in the choir all 11 semesters. I was more of a Southern rock in high school, and then at some point I got into the Grateful Dead, and oddly enough, that led into growing to appreciate bluegrass. Okay. Which I was surrounded by in Lexington, Virginia, but right. didn't really... We didn't listen to it in the house because mother was a vocalist and she just could not stand bluegrass singing.
6: Yeah, mm. my, my mother had yeah. a similarly yeah. narrow view of uh, of country music
7: singing.
0: Well, yeah. bluegrass does have kind of the jam band quality yeah. because it will yeah. kind of like, and all right, now you play for a minute. That, now you actually, play. That's
7: what actually kind of kind of snagged me. That
2: you know. I've and called it the heavy metal of country music, music for years. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what it is to me because mm-hmm. especially with that banjo, you know, right. you know.
6: Although, see, I, I hear it. I, I have this conversation with Randall, our uh, banjo and. Uh, dobra player uh, frequently that I think of bluegrass is basically just hillbilly Dixieland uh, because <laughs> the way that the parts are arranged, the way the interplay between the instruments uh, is concerned, the way they tend not to emphasize original material but rework standards, mm-hmm. all that's straight out of yeah, Dixieland. Yeah, you work out of a catalog. It's just not marching band instruments, right? It's string band instruments. So that's my take on, on bluegrass.
0: So now that we've talked a little bit about what kind of music y'all play, why don't you give us a little sampling?
6: Okay, I think we talked around
8: <laughs> <laughs> what music well, that, we play. I don't think we talked about it. <laughs> Close um, enough.
6: Close what enough.
0: What influences?
7: Well, that? we're gonna
6: we're gonna demo um, a brand new song that we've not played in public yet. Um, we actually wrote it for a um, multi band event that's happening this weekend in Rockcastle County, uh, called the Clear Creek Congregation, because Clear Creek is that area, and we're playing at the Clear Creek Schoolhouse. And there's a community around that um, around that area that, for lack of a better word, can we say hippie? Hippies yeah um, and really really nice really nice people um, definitely interested in uh, living on a different timetable and with some different priorities than most of the rest of this country and even the rest of kentucky so they inspired this song um, and so it's called the clear creek congregation so actually first there was a song and then i decided it would be a good name for the gig <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. So we're just going to demo this for you, uh, and, uh, and that's the tune, Clear Creek Congregation. So let's start.
8: darker every day They look outside for what's within It's just a candle, but it can show the way I know some folks who don't despair They know that hope is all around It's in the water and the air It's in the sky and it's growing from the ground They are the Clear Creek Congregation, and they're singing for a world gone wrong. They are the Clear Creek Congregation, and they want you all to sing along. Down on the creek, they slow it down They know that clocks don't keep the time The sun comes up, the sun goes down And in between, the seasons make it rhyme Musicians, farmers, artists, all They tend their gardens every day and when they hear the harvest call they come together and they hold hands and they say they are the clear creek congregation and we're singing for a world gone wrong we are the clear creek congregation and we want you all to sing along circus show with lion tamers and trapeze. This ain't that kind of rodeo. There's no ringmaster to shout or to everyone about. Just some gentle voices calling. Please, please, we are the Clear Creek Congregation and we're singing for a world gone wrong. We are the Clear Creek Congregation, and we want you all to sing along. We are the Clear Creek Congregation, and we're singing
7: Su clara
2: Welcome back to Bluegrass Homefront. This is Victor with Tiny Brian. Hey. All right. And that last song set, we heard Jeff Ritchie with Robert Rohrer from the JRE with Clear Creek Congregation, which will not get out of my head. Thank you, Jeff. I yes, enjoyed that song. It's a
0: real earworm.
2: And that was followed by Ian Gordon with Gold and Owen Reynolds with his band Empathy Engines with M. Ben Broke.
0: You know, we, we do find a lot of interesting artists. I wonder, uh, I feel like maybe. Maybe it's just because I'm I'm from here that I tend to think that our artists are a little more interesting than the average artist for well, here maybe in America. So, maybe not. Maybe so. Who knows? But I like them. Mm-hmm. And another one of our interesting artists, and, you know, we do have two back-to-back musician interviews here today. We do. So... Uh, and uh, our second one of the day is Marcus Wilkerson, Yep. who, uh, as I said, gave us the song about the spider that you may have heard earlier in the season. Right. Probably will hear again for our Halloween episode coming up in a couple of weeks. Possibly. Uh, again, he came here uh, a few days ago for an extended conversation, which we have the first part of here. Yep. It was uh, a great
2: conversation with yes,
0: Marcus. I enjoy, I yes. Enjoyed, I enjoyed both our conversations. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm really enjoying being able to, to, to sit down and have these conversations and- I'm in really love that I'm hearing different points of view right. and perspectives, and we definitely want to congratulate Marcus. He is a new father.
2: He sure is. Um, and he took the hilarious picture with the baby up in his dreads. So yeah. if, you, if you got Facebook, go check that out. It's yeah, the it's a pretty great I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's hilarious. Yeah. I can't. It's one of those things that I can't believe there aren't a thousand of those pictures. <laughs> okay. As soon as I saw it, I'm like. How has there not been a million of these? And,
2: and what makes it funny to me though is like Marcus is laughing at the baby's kind of the crying. baby's mad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah, it's it's pretty great, and we had a great time with Marcus, and we know you will too. So here's our conversation with Marcus Wilkerson. Enjoy. All right, so we are joined at this time with Marcus by Marcus Wilkerson, local Lexingtonian musician. And uh, has already appeared in our podcast once this uh, this season with a great song about a spider you may remember. <laughs> so we are pleased to welcome in studio Marcus Wilkerson. Marcus, thanks for joining us on Bluegrass. Hey, podcast. thanks for having me. So, how long have you been doing music, Marcus?
9: Uh, pretty much all my life. I um, yeah, it's just kind of been something that I've I've always done. But you know, that does not always um, you know, equal that's something that someone always want, has always wanted to do. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's it, it just because you're deeply steeped in it doesn't necessarily mean that's what you want to do with the rest of your life. So I find it really interesting that i chosen this this path. I mean, my dad, you know, did that for a little bit. He, he tried out writing some songs and, and doing some recording and, and, and having a, a bit of a career. It um, was not successful, but he also did not, you know, keep it going either. So, mm-hmm. um, you know... It, music has always been sort of like a kind of a, a mistress of mine it's it's always been something that could if, if there's one thing that could take me away from all the other important things in my life it's music you know, to a fault you know in some ways uh, but certainly it's um solidified you know my my commitment to it before then um you know i, I played uh traditional african and west african um, um uh, excuse me African and Afro-Latin uh, uh, drums. Um, We're talking like djembe, that sort of the thing. Djembe, de conga. Um, in, in fact, um, I'm I'm quite the. I, I, I'd say I, I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far as to say that I'm a scholar at it. But even though I I, I attempt at, at scholarly research, uh, I, I've got a lot of you know theories and connections and and, and passion about it. Um, and uh, uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm quite learned as far as um, you know the history of like instruments in general. <laughs> it's um, a
0: fascinating subject. It is really. a very
9: fascinating subject. So yeah, I can call myself a conguero or you know Jimbe fola. Both of those are uh, you know traditional um, instrument uh, players. You know mm-hmm. people who follow the the, the traditions. Um, Pretty devoutly. <laughs> that's sure, that's, that's yeah. the right way to. Think.
0: You grew up here in Lexington. I'm actually from Louisville. Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. so you grew up in Kentucky, just not in this, in the yes. other
9: L city. Right, right. <laughs> I grew up Catholic. I attended one of four uh, traditional Black Catholic churches in Louisville, uh, Saint Augustine,
1: mm-hmm.
9: which is uh, where Frank X Walker, our uh, second to last uh, poet laureate, got married. He, he was he got married to my, <laughs> to my eighth grade uh, teacher. Uh, oh wow! There, that's her, you know, um, uh, home church, and uh, and Frank, uh, being a, a, a fraternity brother of mine, has known me since I was about fourteen or fifteen. It's, I mean, he he might as well have. I, mean, I know that for a time he did attend uh, uh, Saint Augustine.
0: So, pardon my ignorance, just because I'm kind of ignorant, but yes, of you so know, <laughs> growing up in the deep mountains. You know, Catholics are, are actually kind of, you know, I've been to a few masses over the years. Okay. But, but, you know, Catholic, Catholics is sort of that uh, like Christian magic to me. It's like, ooh, they've got robes, they have incense, they do all kinds of cool stuff. Hey, that's that,
9: kind of cool that you look at it that way, too yeah um, it's like
0: it's like Christianity combined with Hogwarts and there's always has I could been. yeah that makes sense it that does. makes sense so I'm, uh, I'm curious know. and the the only real again is somebody who grew up in the largely white people full mountains mm-hmm. my only visions of of what a a Ba- a, a black predominantly black congregation is is sort of what we see on television mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. the standing up and the 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 the, the, the yeah the mm-hmm. and the preacher who has the organ that kind of goes along with him oh, wow. and yeah oh, wow. the, oh, the cool. coordinated yeah. choirs and you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i and i know that's not really what a catholic experience is like so it's could you give me some insight of it
9: that there there's there's much of it that kind of leans on on, on some of those uh, attributes um and my dad being from um, Indiana uh, and growing up, you know, in parts of his life in Louisville, um, he was raised uh, Pentecostal. Mm -hmm. So I have half apostolic and and, and Catholic uh, uh, roots. Um, And I've seen both. One of, you know, I went more consistently and the other you know, I just uh, recall them as as traumatic experiences, only because they were <laughs> oh. they were they they were shocks. Oh, oh, they were friend. just different for me. My, you know my what friend, I,
0: mean? I grew up I grew up in, in Churches of Christ, which is mm-hmm. has a lot in common with Catholics in that it's quiet and mm-hmm. and nobody really talks, mm-hmm. and the music is sedate, and 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 Churches of Christ actually do uh, do communion every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing they have in common with Catholics, but. And I was maybe 16, and one of my friends invited me to their, their church. Mm. Oh well, actually, before that, I went. I'd went to Florida, where my dad is from, Mm. and his brothers and sisters down there. They're all Church of God, Assembly of God, Mm. uh, just real excitable. Yeah. And uh, I went. And this was we had went down there to visit my aunt, who had just had heart surgery. Mm And so she's like, well, why don't you come to our church service with me tonight? And we hmm. went with my aunt and my other aunt, who also has heart issues, and we went to this Assembly of God church. Oh. And, oh. you know, the music was loud and exciting. Really and prepping and, you know, it. You know, I'm, I'm 12, so, you know. Oh, God. My, you know the, the I'm I'm fine with you know exciting music and we're all jumping around and having fun and the the preacher is, is the shoutiest preacher I've ever met. And then we get to the end and they do the invitation and you know the whole crowd goes down.
9: Oh, okay. I'm yeah. like
0: where are you all going?
9: Come to Jesus.
0: Yeah, and then they they basically have a Jesus mosh pit right there around the pulpit. <laughs> and Jesus mosh. Oh, well, they are there. They're they're, they're they're jumping up and down in That's tongues. Awesome. They're, they're they're slinging the spirit at one oh, another like it's water doing, balloons. They were doing the tongue Talking spell. in tongue. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, sin- it's sin- it's
2: that. That stuff's freaky, man. So, hey, hey. And, and then um, I
0: saw my aunt who had had a heart attack, who had just had a heart surgery. Mm. Preacher laid his hands on her and down she went like a sack of potatoes. I had mm-hmm. never seen anyone get slain in the spirit before. Mm-hmm. I thought someone was dead. I yeah, ran. I have never ran from a church in my life before <laughs> then, but I ran from that church.
9: So, so, so from that lens of, of of it being traumatic, those are all very, very true and very, very real experiences. Sure. That that said, you know, as I got older, I learned to understand and appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, those things. Um, and which is interesting that you say magical because it being one of the largest. Faith-based groups. Mm-hmm. Well, in fact, empires. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. It, you know. It, it, I, I've got a lot of uh, opinions uh, about about you know how that shaped you know society. But but one of the things that that I learned in college was that one of the things that made it so easy for um, people of African descent uh, to to be uh, a Catholic was that. Um, it, it 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 had a lot of similarities uh, with with the traditional um, you know occult uh, um, you know uh, um, uh, spiritual uh, systems uh, from from West Africa mm-hmm. um, and, and and some some parts of, of northern and eastern Africa. I mean yeah, Africa in general would you say that the, that the continent has uh, a similarity um, you know in and of itself uh, 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 one of one of one of which being um, Obviously, you know, there's, there's, there's music, and music is the catalyst to, you know, invoke, you know, the, the, the spirit and different parts, different divisions of the spirit and awareness and things okay. like that, which um, is not the only thing, but it seems to be the most popular, at least, um, you know, from the outside looking in. You're like, wow, this is a really, really musical experience. If you're going to go to a black church, you're going to hear some good music, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Welcome back to Bluegrass Homefront. Tony Bryan here with Victor. Hello. All right, you know Marcus did actually was kind enough. He brought in his hundred year old banjo he and sure did. was nice enough to, to play us a song while he was here. He
2: did, but and we'll, we'll, play, uh, we'll that. play
0: that. We, we're we holding on to that. That's in the can for a later date. Yeah. So you will be. We you will hear that. That'll give you something to look forward to. Absolutely, and we hope you enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed both our interviews today and all the music you heard. And if you did, one way you can let us know is by sending us sending us an email at feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. That's feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. You can also reach out to us on social media. We're on all your favorite social media platforms. Uh, facebook.com, search for Bluegrass Homefront. Uh, same for Instagram. Yep. On uh, Twitter, we are BGHF Podcast.
2: Because the Twitter has to be difficult.
0: It is difficult. Right. Uh, we do want to talk a little bit about our Facebook community in particular because that is where we have our our, our largest bit of community. We are you know, we're gaining on five hundred people who I like know. or follow us. I'm excited. As of right now, we have four hundred and eighty two total oh, really? followers. Yeah. Oh, okay. As of as of this Sunday afternoon. And so Facebook does this thing. We talked about it last week, but I want to talk about it a little more. They they have a thing called Top Fans. Oh yeah. Where they, they take the people who uh who interact the most mm-hmm. and they will they'll, you know. We got a new they one. They list them. And yeah, no, we have two new ones. Oh, we do? I wasn't aware of the second William me. McCarty and Joey Aces are, yeah. are both around. Been around for four weeks as our fans. Thank you right. for that. This week, we added Della Adams Cole mm-hmm. to the top fans list. And blue friend of the show and famous Kentucky cheese lady, Kathy Rowe, oh. joins us as a top fan. Excellent. So thank you to you four and uh, to everybody else who likes us on Facebook. We do post things like you'll find um, the music in fact, they they just performed the whole JRE performed Clear Creek Congregation this weekend. They sure did. So we'll be perf- we'll be posting that video probably Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, because we do post YouTube videos on our Facebook page of the musical performances that you see and <laughs> some other fun stuff. Uh, we're we're trying we're. We may start to post some other interesting things on there. Who well knows?
2: and we're, we're gonna come up with our Spotify thing. Cool. Oh yes. Yeah.
0: We, and we yeah, we've been teasing you guys for weeks and we will eventually get it done. We're gonna do a Spotify playlist of all the great music you're hearing. Well, that's gonna be more, s- more
2: soon than eventually now. Yeah, because
0: yeah it's it's sooner, not later.
2: We've gathered a pretty good bank of musicians, I think. So mm-hmm. I think
0: yeah. this makes forty two songs we've played in this season so far.
2: Sure. Yeah.
0: so that's a that's a pretty decent playlist and and uh if you use another kind of music service if you'd like that if you'd like to see that playlist on say iTunes or even Amazon music or some whatever music service you use just let us know we'll be happy to do yeah. it and
2: you what just, do you call that Brian
0: you'll how to let how I want them to let us know
2: by feedback
0: by at bluegrasshomefront dot com. Our producer without vocal cords, Malachi, is uh, he informs me that last week I actually gave that email address seven times during the course of our recording. Unfortunately, all seven of them did not make it to air, which I find sad. He, he apparently cut out several of them. Well, that's okay, though. But I really want, I, look, let me speak to you, the audience, for just a moment here directly. Lower I'm, your register. Yes, I, I'm going to talk a little quieter. I'm going to get a little closer to the microphone. We're a little bit more intimate now. Guys, email us. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you think. Tell us where we messed up. We really want to know. Feedback we at BluegrassHomefront
2: dot com. Sure do. Oh, you know, speaking of speaking of feedback, we found out who the Austin fraud department was.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's uh, who is that? No,
2: that, that's that's uh, Marsha.
0: Marsha, mm-hmm. yes. So thank you. That's the. We we still haven't found out if she's awesome at detecting fraud or awesomely or an awesome fraudster, but uh, she she may let us know. She let us know, Marsha. Thank you for and thank you for listening. All right, so Bluegrass Homefront is produced by me, Tiny Bryan, with Victor Anderson. Malachi is our associate producer and editor. Uh, and special thanks to Michael Trent and Catherine Leon Anderson. Did I leave anything out in the t- in the credits, guys?
2: No, you just didn't call me the musical director this time. Oh. That's okay though.
0: Yeah, you are the music supervisor.
2: Oh yeah, the supervisor.
0: Yeah. You're the music director is the guy with can, the baton who can gets I the just, band to stay can I on just beat.
2: Keep my regular title and just be the president of music. <laughs> no?
0: I mean, okay. I don't know who the I don't know who the electors are. I'm not I'm not a music elector, well, so I can't like I elect elected, you president.
2: I don't think I was elected president anyway, other than well. The, you know, myself.
0: I was going to say, you're, when it comes to the company where you're the president, you're the only elector. So you got to. Oh, yeah, there's that. You nominated yourself. Yeah. The one vote was you, you were elected unanimously, you know. All right. Oh, the musical Grand Pooh bah. The Grand Pooh comes from our associate producer without vocal cords. Don't worry. We'll give you your vocal cords back soon. I've got them here in this jar. Ew. Ew. All right. And uh, one more thing. We do have our Halloween episode coming up. We'd love to get, uh, we'd love to get your scary stories. Boom. So there you go. There's your first jump scare <laughs> of the Halloween season. I have no idea how much of this is actually going to make it to the podcast. We'll see. So until next time, this is Tiny Brian saying, "Beware of rabbits. They eat carrots."
2: Toodles.